Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Profit Roadmap. I am joined today by 2017 Biggest Badass winner Marvin Salcedo of Salcedo Lawn Care in Tyler, Texas. And we are just wanting to, <laughs> he's waving for those of you uh, listening. Uh, we just wanted to give an update on how his business is doing. He's been a longtime guest of the Profit Roadmap, first time on the SA YouTube channel. And we just wanted to, to check in and see how you're doing uh, running your business under uh, quarantine. Yeah. I guess cool. the first question is, uh, in Tyler, what, what situation does the like, county have set up? So they just put us under stay-at-home orders, um, effective Friday of this past week. So uh, it's the 31st, so what, the 27th, they put us on stay-at-home orders? Hmm. Uh, until then, they were just encouraging social distancing, but now they're kind of mandating it. You know, of course, no, no gathering over 10 people. Everybody's cracking down, even down to Home Depot and Lowe's, and they're only letting so many people in the stores at a time. And uh, just kind of forcing the social distancing. Other than that, the roads are a lot clearer, so we're getting work done faster. And uh, life goes on. Um, I mean, because the grass keeps growing and it still needs to be cut. So we're we're out there working hard every single day. Yeah. So, so how did you determine <clears throat> that you guys were essential? Uh, just based off of uh, all the guidelines that have been put out there by, you know, by the U.S. government, by the local government, they have deemed what we do as essential. Because, you know, quite frankly, here in East Texas, if the grass doesn't get mowed, the bugs and critters are going to abound like crazy. You're going to start seeing rats and mice. You're going to start seeing uh, ticks and fleas and uh, cockroaches and all that kind of stuff by us keeping yards maintained. Uh, not only is it aesthetically pleasing to the eye, but it does keep bugs and stuff away from uh, residents' houses and from uh, buildings and stuff like that. Nice. Yes, so sir. what what things have you had to change to make sure that you're staying safe, that employees are staying safe? Just we've been encouraging the guys to make sure that they're washing their hands as often as possible. Every time they stop somewhere, washing their hands, just encouraging them good practices while they're at home. You know, if somebody's sick, to stay away from them. To everything that the CDC is, is encouraging, we've been encouraging our guys to do that, to practice social distancing as much as is reasonably possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's not 100% possible. Uh, just life is messy and it just doesn't happen that way but as much as possible we're encouraging them to to practice the social distancing uh we just instituted uh staggered start times with our crews we're going to start having them come in at different times uh throughout the morning so that they're you know there's not a big group of guys there all at once so we are we are just practicing that as much as possible uh to to prevent any you know, outbreaks or anything like that. Of course, we're still maintaining all the common areas and all the big wide open spaces. And, and there they've been, we've, we've had really good feedback because of it. How have you seen this affect sales? Has it affected sales at all? Uh, so we are 
still picking up properties um, on a daily basis, but it's not like we should be seeing for this time of year, especially for the size that we are, we should be picking up five or six, maybe even more a day. And we're picking up one, maybe two a day. So it's definitely slowed things down. We've lost, um, we have lost maybe 10 or 12. And a lot of them have just put their services on pause for now rather than canceling altogether. But we've picked up more than we lost. So, I mean, it's it's not been a total loss. I mean, it's more been a wash than anything. But our, the sales have definitely gone down mm-hmm. lower than, than they should be for this time of year. We should be blowing and going. It's been a little slower than I would have preferred. And then I would assume that, that you guys have seen in Tyler kind of the same thing that we're seeing up here in Dallas. Tyler is not super far away from us with people being laid off from other industries. Are you guys uh, hiring, picking up some of those people? Yeah, yes and no. We did right at the beginning, but we're, we're, we're uh, fully staffed up right now. I could maybe fit one more guy onto our crew, but I'm kind of waiting to see what, how all this is going to end up. Cause even though I, I am very much an optimist, I think that it's going to get worse before it gets better. And, uh, you know, I think overall we're going to be okay, but I do think that things are going to drop off and we're going to see more clients cancel just because they're seeing financial hardships and their businesses have slowed. And, you know, we it's just, it's going to happen. I just, you know, as much as I hate it, I know it's going to happen. So rather than overstaffing and have to lay somebody off, uh, I'm just, I'm going to deal with the overtime for now because I think that the hours are going to come down as this progresses for the next month or so, or however long we have to deal with this. I I think that, you know, like the president says, you know, we're going to see the effects of this till August and, you know, maybe even later than that. I mean, we're going to see this for months and months. Yeah. So going through the, the rest of the season, is there advice that you think lawn care business owners need to hear I, I would say as much as possible, don't get caught up in the hype. Don't get caught up in the fear. Yes, we need to be careful. Yes, we need to uh, you know make sure that we're doing everything that they tell us to do. Wash our hands. Keep your distance from other people. But those are good general practices anyway. Wash your hands on a regular basis and don't suck face with people you don't know. Um, <laughs> if you practice those things... That's a general good rule of thumb anyway. <laughs> and for the most part, if you practice that, you're going to be okay. You know, you know, I do understand that this, this virus, it does last on surfaces longer than, you know, say the flu does. But for the most part, those that are catching it, it has a very, very high survival rate. You know, the, the mortality rate is very, very low. So I, I know that most people are going to be okay. But practice your social distancing and i would say as much as you possibly can conserve cash uh, don't go out and go do crazy expenditures uh in, unless you know that it's a very very good calculated risk there's there i think that we're going to see a lot of people that are right at that live life on the edge financially that this is gonna this will bankrupt them because we're, we're basically seeing an extended winter here for a lot of people. You know, normally businesses are blowing and going right now. 
and they can't work for another month. I've got friends in Minnesota who are gearing up for spring cleanups. And then the the governor comes out and says that, no, they are not an essential business. They absolutely cannot work. Uh, and they're shut down until I think April 30th. So, I mean, we're looking for another month. Yeah. That's uh that makes it hard to stay up with it at home. And, uh, but in the end, I think that for the most part, most people are going to survive this because, you know, think about this from the financial institute standpoint, they really don't want to go and repo 300 million vehicles. That's just, it's not feasible. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a banker, but I know if I was a banker and I had a book of business and I had, you know, 75 people defaulting on their stuff, I really don't want to go and repossess 75 people's stuff. Yeah. That's a good way to start meltdown too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, they're going to be very forgiving. They're going to, they're getting a lot of this bailout money too. I mean, this is, this is affecting us all. We are truly all in this together. So, you know, a lot of financial, I mean, I, I logged into, uh, what was it? My, my Citibank card the other day. And it said, Hey, if you're affected by the coronavirus, click here. They're already putting stuff into place to, to help people out. They know that people are going to be missing payments. They, they don't want all this stuff back. So I I think that there's going to be a lot, a lot of forgiveness here, but on the tail end of it, I don't think everything's going to flood back into the money is going to flood back into the market like we hope it's going to, because it's people are going to have a little bit of a hoarder mindset Mm -hmm. uh, like they did in the 1920s. And you look at people who grew up in the Great Depression and, uh, you know, when when Black Friday hit on October 29th, what was that, 1929? uh, The people who lived through that, that mindset affected them hoard stuff even into their fifties and sixties and seventies, they, they had a little bit of hoarding mindset. And I think that we are probably going to see a little bit of that, maybe not quite to that extent, but I don't think that money's going to flood back into the market. Like we would hope it to hope it would. So a lot of your small mom and pop businesses, once this is all done, I, they, we may see some of them fail. Uh, I, I would hope not, but it's going to be those that lived without margin that, that, that aren't going to make it. Yeah. Well, Marvin, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to sit down Absolutely. With me and uh, give everybody an update on how you guys are doing and uh, some words of wisdom as always yeah. you stay safe out there and uh, you know, have, have a, have as good of a season as we can hope for at this point. Absolutely. Hey, in the end, man, I am super, uh, I've got my, my head up. I am super happy for this year. I think things are going great overall. And uh, I, I think in the end, it's going to be a great season. I really do. Yeah. All right, man. Until next time. The music in this episode of The Prophet Road Mac was Rip Tide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff, incompetech.com.